Magic Maker. Are you therapy curious? I'm Kelsey Foremost, your host of Find Your Magic, the podcast where mental health and entrepreneurship meet. And I'm here to tell you that for me personally, therapy was a huge surprise as something that really helped me explode my business and scale way faster than I ever imagined possible. When you hear therapy, you probably are picturing getting over a big traumatic life event. And of course, that is absolutely an incredible way to get extra support if you are going through something traumatic. But I also want to encourage those of you who are actually in a season where you feel sort of fine, like baseline's pretty good, but maybe you have a niggling feeling that things could be better. Things could be going faster for you. Maybe you're feeling hesitant about expanding your business or changing up what you do. Maybe you want to explore a new career, whatever it is. Therapy has been one of the most incredible tools for me personally, and I highly recommend it for every entrepreneur because it helps you get really clear about who you are, what you value, and what you're no longer willing to put up with. So that's why I'm so thrilled and grateful to invite Dr. Sheena Sikorsky to find your magic today. Dr. Sheena is a licensed psychologist and a mindset coach who addresses specifically, she works with entrepreneurs and she addresses various mindset blocks like procrastination, fear of failure, fear of rejection, self-doubt and imposter syndrome, shame. And she really helps her clients with a couple specific science-based strategies to address those mindset blocks and help entrepreneurs move through them so that they can feel like they're giving the gift that they were meant to give to the world and they can get there faster by doing these strategies, by really exploring what's been holding them back, really taking an in-depth look at their mindset so that they can really expand themselves into what they were meant to be doing on a bigger, better scale. So if you've ever been curious about how therapy can help your business, this is the conversation for you. So please welcome Dr. Sheena Sikorsky to find your magic. Sheena, thank you so much for being on find your magic with me today. Yes. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here, man. What kismet that we were able to connect on Instagram. (laughs) You literally were an answer to a prayer. I was like, I really want to talk to an actual psychologist about this stuff. And then lo and behold, you were like, hi, I'm a psychologist. Would you like to have me on your podcast? And I was like, (laughs) Heck yes, I would like to have you on my podcast. Seriously, it was, it's absolutely serendipitous that happened. And I, as soon as I found your, it just, I randomly found your page as a suggested friend on Instagram and I clicked on you and I saw that you had just come out with your new podcast where you blend mental health and entrepreneurship. And I got so giddy. I was like, <laughs> I have to reach out to her immediately. 
it seriously was the most universal lining moment. And I'm so thrilled that you did. And yeah, we're about to nerd out real hard. So former <laughs> like <do> <laughs> psychology minor theater major, like we're going to get into it. <laughs> what? I am all for it. I Great. love that you're you're so excited. So I'm so excited. Well, Great. also a lot of people don't know this. My mom is a therapist. So I actually, they used my nickname in elementary school was the therapist. And it was so funny because like, especially in middle school, girls would call me being like, mm, Julie's being mean. I don't know what to do. Or like so-and-so did a three-way call and didn't tell me so-and-so was on the other line. And they like ruined this friendship. And literally people would call me with all their problems and I would like therapy them. And I think it's because I grew up with this mom who was always very good at helping me like take a step back, analyze the situation. <laughs> like, that is so great. I actually have one of my best friends. I'll give him a shout out, Greg. His father uh, was a psychologist for like 35 years. And same thing as he is that uh, he's a neutral uh, force in a conversation where he's able to take both sides into consideration and really find a common ground between people who might be having a disagreement. So I totally, I totally know what you mean. That's a valuable skill to have, by the way. I mean, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. No, I think I just have always loved knowing what makes people tick and knowing what makes people make certain decisions. It's literally been the through line of every single career I've ever had. Um, as I mentioned, I was almost a psychology major, thought maybe I was going to go that route, but it wasn't quite right for me. And then I ended up doing theater and I was like, Ooh, I can actually tap into these emotions and, and connect with people that way. And that was great for 10 years. And then it wasn't. Uh, and then if you want to know that story, listen to the introduction of this podcast. And then I found my way to copywriting, which is literally understanding psychology of how people make decisions and how people feel seen and heard and communicate. So that's my story, but Sheena, I want to know how you found your way to psychology and specifically the niche of psychology that you're in today. Yeah, yeah, Absolutely. Uh, and just as a side note, I have noticed, I, I really, being new to the Instagram community, I was not familiar with copywriting. I'd heard the term, but after really diving into the world of Instagram and coaching, I realized truly how much psychology is infused in copywriting. I mean, that's oh, really what yeah. it's all about. So I think that's so cool that you are able to meld those passions together. Um, Absolutely. It's uh, again, it's just really understanding on a deep level, how we make decisions and what makes us feel like, oh, this person gets me. And the first mm -hmm. way that we do that is through the words that we speak and that's all copywriting mm -hmm. is. So yeah. thank you for noticing me. <laughs> is that what, who says that Eeyore? Is that an Eeyore thing? Thank you I don't for even know. noticing me. <laughs> anyway, I, mean, I digress. sounded like him. <laughs> um, yeah. So, you know, I'm funny enough. I am in the, I currently live in Minneapolis, but I am here in Orlando, Florida. And this is where my love of psychology all started. So I, I it's 
It's that's great. great. The circle. land of the land of Disney princesses. Yes, the land who probably of could all use who could probably all use the session with a therapist. Let's be honest. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, so I I really I took a an elective psychology course when I was a senior in high school, and I will never forget the experience I had in Miss Mazella's class. Uh, she really opened my eyes to the world of psychology. Similar to you, I had always been so fascinated by humans and the way that we make decisions. And I had, I've always tended to be a more emotionally sensitive person. So I've been, I'd say fairly in tune with my emotions Mm -hmm. for a long time. Um, In fact, I remember reading (laughs) a journal from when I was nine years old, just recently when I came down here for a visit saying how lonely I was that my crush in third grade was absent from school. Uh, oh my gosh. That I, that's so cute. Yes. <laughs> I can't you so, uh, oh, yeah. So really Miss Mazella gave me words to be able to describe these experiences that I was having and the, and gave me words to describe the interests that I had that I just didn't know mm. being a senior in high school. And it was there during that time in my life that I really uh, just dove right in to learning more about psychology. It was what led me to decide to major in psychology. It was what led me to decide to get a master's degree in psychology and then a doctorate in psychology as well. So it really stems from that class when I was, when I was 17 years old. I love that though. I love that. I think that's a really important time in our lives to sort of pay attention to what lights us up, what, where we feel kind of called to go. I know it's a young age and not everybody has that experience, but there is something to pay attention to, Like what classes were you drawn to? What sort of people were you drawn to? Mm -hmm. You know, looking for those signposts of what career might I be able to forge? And you don't have to be 17. You can be 77. Um, What career can I forge from this place where I feel really excited and really at home? Mm -hmm. And I absolutely, and I will say, I do feel lucky in some ways recognizing my passion at such a young age because I have been in graduate school with people who are uh, moving into their second career. Mm -hmm. Some people I've known were in IT, I mean, completely different field and then move into the field of psychology. And like you said, it is okay if you don't realize what your passion is uh, until you're later on in life. I think there's so much pressure in our society is starting younger and younger that we're seeing from unfortunately social media saying that you've got to figure out what you're going to do by the time you're 15. I mean, by the time you leave school, you have to have your whole life mapped out. And it's just one of the things that I work, because I work a lot with young adults, especially. And one of the things that I always emphasize is that, you know, you get to create the life that you want for yourself, not the life that other people tell you to create, not the life that your parents told you that you needed to create. Mm. And there's a lot of dissonance there between what they want and what 
society is communicating to them, what their parents have communicated to them. And I think that can oftentimes be a block for people and really being true to themselves, focusing on what's authentic um, for them. So yeah, I, I do feel lucky though, that I was able to figure that out so, so early. This podcast is sponsored by Better Help. So I got back into therapy during COVID last year, and I cannot recommend enough running your issues by a professional licensed therapist. Even if you think, oh, my problems aren't that big, or even if you're really going through something and struggling, having a professional therapist to really help you navigate those times is invaluable, which is why I am so happy to share that our sponsor betterhelp.com is a platform that I personally deeply believe in. So they are an online therapy platform. And what they do is they assess your needs and then they match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating with that therapist within 48 hours, And by the way, it's not a crisis line and it's not self-help. It's professional therapy. It's just done securely via an online platform. So there's no waiting in crummy waiting rooms with a couch that your butt sinks into, right? (laughs) You get timely and thoughtful responses anytime you log into your account and send a message to your therapist. And you can also schedule weekly video or phone sessions. They're committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches. So they make it really easy and totally free. If you ever want to switch from one therapist to another, that might be a better fit. The other thing I love about better help is they make therapy affordable for everybody. It is one of the easiest, most affordable online therapy tools that I have ever seen. And not only that, but they also have a financial aid program available for anyone who needs it. So if you want 10% off your first month of therapy, go to betterhelp, that's H-E-L-P.com slash findyourmagic. You can also use the code findyourmagic at checkout for that 10% off findyourmagic, all one word. And all of this will be in the show notes below. So head to betterhelp.com slash findyourmagic. I think too, that you bring up a really important point that yes, we can feel that way when we're teenagers, um, or even in college, but I feel like if we deny that in ourselves, that actually can come up later in life that okay. actually, that, that kind of, I, I have a love hate relationship with the term inner child, but that, that feeling of like not being good enough or not really getting to do what you wanted to do in the first place because it wasn't accepted or it wasn't what your family wanted for you, or you felt like it was silly. Um, or maybe you spent a lot of time and money and energy pursuing something. And then you, you really want to shift. There's a lot of guilt there and it takes quite a lot of bravery to identify that that's what's happening so that you can actually move past it. I absolutely agree with you. And this is something that, I I mean, I imagine you can relate. I imagine everyone can relate to that to some degree of this idea of the inner child. Um, That's actually a newer term to me. 
I believe it comes from something called internal family systems. Maybe the listeners can, can tell us otherwise, but yeah, I mean, ultimately, yeah, the way that uh, we create our belief system is absolutely based on the environment that we grow up in and it can really impact us that belief system that we develop throughout uh, in our younger childhood can absolutely uh, be played out in our interactions with other people and how we relate to the world, how we see ourselves. And like you said, I mean, there, uh, it, it, it takes so much bravery and a lot of mindfulness as well, that self-awareness to acknowledge, yikes, I have been carrying these beliefs around with me like a ton of bricks mm. uh, and they, they've really been holding me back. And that was something that I've actually you know, personally had to work through is letting go of beliefs that no longer serve me, that were really holding me back uh, in my business when I first started. Amen. I think everyone can identify with that, with, no matter where you are on that journey of really understanding and doing a little bit of difficult homework on what are the beliefs that I actually hold about myself that's holding me back, which brings me to your specific niche right now in your business yeah. and what you're doing, which is you're really helping entrepreneurs break through these mindset blocks. So I would love if you could dig a little deeper, tell us a little bit more about maybe some of the more common mindset blocks that you find in working with entrepreneurs. And you also have mentioned that you have some push your fake glasses up your nose, folks, a couple of science-based <laughs> strategies to actually I'm address. coming out my ears. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Let's nerd out together, everybody. So let's talk oh. about these mindset blocks and then the science-based strategy that you use to address them. Absolutely. I, by the way, I know I commented on this already, but I love how like passionate you are about this. It's so, it's so fun. I just love it. I love talking about my feelings. Okay. I love <laughs> talking about my feelings. I love talking about my business and I especially love talking about my feelings about business. So that's where I'm at. <laughs> yeah. You know, so a lot of the mindset blocks I'm seeing uh, and I've personally experienced these as well. Um, but the, you know, the ones that um, I see in working with my mindset coaching clients uh, really come down to a fear of failure, especially. It's such a huge one. Fear of judgment as well. Ooh, yes. Oh, yeah. And I think that's such a good distinction like fear of failure and fear of judgment actually not being exactly the same thing. Yes, that's such a good point. And I'm really glad that you brought that up. So a fear of failure really has to do with this idea of you not being good enough to show up in your business in whatever capacity that is. I, and ultimately that ends up holding people back. I mean, I have talked to numerous, I mean, some of these have been my clients. Some of them have just been conversations that I've had in passing with people on Instagram, but yeah, I mean, it, it literally, the sphere of failure holds people up, uh, from showing up consistently in their business. I find that a lot of people stay stuck in this learning mentality where Ooh. they're so focused on learning and learning and learning 
So they feel like they're worthy enough to be able to have this uh, knowledge, this expertise to show up online. Wow. Would you say that getting stuck in a learning loop might be a form of procrastination because of the Absolutely. Oh, I feel called out. I'm sweating. Uh, (laughs) Girl, I, I am right there with you. I have been there and it's funny bravery for calling yourself out because that level of self-awareness is the gateway to being able to do something about it, being able to change how you're approaching the discomfort that you feel when that fear comes up for you. Completely. And it really took a big life, a life change, a big shakeup in my life. I'll use this podcast as an example. Um, mm-hmm. I've been thinking about starting a podcast for probably two years, not probably for two years. And I always had it in the back of my head. I downloaded a couple of, you know, courses about it. Like, Oh, so that'll be cool to do someday. And then I had this giant life change where my relationship ended. I had to move out of my apartment and my city that I was in. And it was just this huge upheaval and lo and behold, I just freaking did it. I just freaking was like, I need to talk about everything that's going on inside of me because I know that there are other people out there experiencing these types of things and trying to run their businesses while going through these mental health challenges. And it like shook me out of the learning loop and the researching and stuff. And I just freaking bought a microphone and found a producer and did it. And I don't know what kind of strategy that was, but it worked and it happened. And I'd love for you to talk about, you know, short of having a complete quarter life crisis, what, (laughs) how can people shake themselves out of that? How, how do people get out of that learning loop? Absolutely. I'm so glad you asked. Um, so I think first it's really important to be, like I said, that self-awareness is number one, most important thing. And you, you have to be willing to do some of that inner work. A lot of times I will see people deflect because it's uncomfortable. Our natural inclination as humans is to divert a conversation, to try and avoid or push away discomfort. So self-awareness is number one. And some of the ways that you can do that are just by simply journaling, even keeping a mood tracker. Uh, There's mood tracker apps where you can take notes and things. So really just being able to become aware, understand that there is this pattern that you're in um, where you're just constantly in this learning loop. So that would be the the very first step. And it's also very important to incorporate compassion as Mm, well. Yeah. Compassion is huge because when you, when someone is struggling with a fear of failure or a fear of judgment, whatever it may be, whatever the mindset block may be, we our inner critic is being really loud. It's being really harsh and we are, we need to bring on the self-soothing part of our nervous system to help us with nurturing ourselves, to help us with being able to calm ourselves enough to be able to approach the discomfort that is leading us to be in this learning loop 
Mm -hmm. So a lot of times what I find is that people that I work with, um, the, the fear of failure comes, the, the emotion that comes up for them is, is, um, anxiety. It is, uh, nervousness or like I said, just fear. Um, so really being able to have that self-awareness combined with the compassion so that you can, uh, calm, calm your body, calm your mind enough to be able then to say, okay, I need to start taking action now. I really do. And sometimes we really do need to take action first before we go about changing our thoughts. Ooh, can you explain that a little bit more? Yes, absolutely. So for example, if I had the thought that, oh my gosh, if I post on Instagram stories, no one is, uh, people are going to judge me or I'm not going to get any comments on it. No one's going to respond to my uh, quiz questions. If you respond to those thoughts, the likelihood that you're not going to show up and post to stories is much higher than if you don't have those thoughts. Sure. So sometimes we can have those thoughts and still take action by posting anyway. I love that. And yeah. And so the idea there is that you are, you're posting anyway, you're showing up. And then as you do that, what happens is you build that sense of um, competency. You're building that sense of confidence. You're feeling more empowered and that then can help you change your thoughts and change how you're feeling so that you're not so stuck in that learning process I so that love you're that. still, you're still focused on taking that, um, that consistent, like value driven action that's in line with your business goals. Totally. That makes me think of, I mean, again, psychology nerd, like the conscious competence model, which I forget who did it or whatever, but to break it down briefly, it's like, there are these different stages of feeling aware that you're incompetent. Like, you know, you don't know how to do something. And then is it conscious competence that's next? It's like, you have to really think about it, but you can do it. Mm -hmm. And then as you continue to do it, it's unconscious competence where like it it becomes second nature. Like you're not even thinking about it. Yes. Yes. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And it's, it's so cool. That's basically what you're doing is like, when you're doing these types of um, strategies, you can call them or techniques or whatever, um, that's literally you're, you're rewiring your brain. So you're creating new neural pathways in your brain. Uh, to, yeah. I'm doing a happy dance. I, if, for, if you're not watching, if you're just listening, <laughs> I'm like, ooh, neural pathways. I'm in yes. my happy place. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, and so I, I love being able to tell clients about what's happening in the brain because I, it, it takes some of the shame out of it. It takes some of the embarrassment mm-hmm. out of uh, their experiences and it helps, especially with that compassion. It's like, no, we all experience discomfort in some way, shape or form, sometimes more than others, sometimes less than other people. But that's actually the common invisible thread that connects all of us together is that we we know what that suffering is like, and we can relate to it. And rather than just trying to push it away, 
choosing to show up is the is the very brave, willing thing to do, especially when you know in reality there's going to be people who judge us no matter what online. And if they judge us negatively, then they're not our ideal clients to work with anyway. Totally. Oh my gosh. So well said. So magic makers, back when I was freelancing full time and I only had one-on-one clients, I was in such a pickle because I really didn't understand how I was going to be able to scale my business and be able to actually make money without literally putting more hours in my day. I was so burnt out. I was so exhausted. I didn't know what to do. I hated having to hunt for clients every single month. And I am not exaggerating when I tell you the best thing I did in my business, looking back over the last three years is create a signature digital course. And I host that course on Kajabi. Kajabi is a sponsor of this podcast, but I would talk about them till the cows come home anyway, because They literally completely changed the way that I do business and have allowed me to pursue the projects that I really want to pursue because I just make money on autopilot. Now my course is out into the world. It was so easy to create and launch because not only do they have the best customer support I've ever seen in my life, but you can actually build marketing funnels and email funnels and like anything that you can possibly think of that you would need as a support for your online course, it's already on Kajabi and they show you exactly how to do it. So if you're like me and you're technology averse, Kajabi is literally the best option for you. And I shopped around and I am so happy I landed with Kajabi. It's the number one, most trusted knowledge commerce platform for a reason. So if you want a 30 day free trial, head to kelseyformost.com slash Kajabi. That's kelseyformost.com slash K-A-J-A-B-I. Something you mentioned in your work is that ultimately it comes down to this desire to be accepted and to stay safe. And what's really interesting in my personal experience is the more I shy away from taking action and going after the things that I really want to do, actually the more judgmental and less safe I feel, I actually feel more shameful. I love that you brought that up. I want to dig into that um, a little Mm -hmm. bit more, but after I actually take action in spite of my discomfort and reach out to people and am vulnerable and create the online programs or whatever it is that I'm doing in my business, I actually start to feel more accepted and safe. So the the irony is you kind of have to get through that middle bit in order to get the thing you wanted in the first place that you were trying to like protect yourself from. Absolutely. And that's honestly a lot of times, like going back to the learning cycle, that's a lot of times why people do that. I mean, procrastination is a form of uh, emotion regulation. It's a way that we try to manage our emotions so that we can avoid and feel safe. But yeah, it is, it is so, so fascinating how the brain works, isn't it? And I oh, sorry, would, no, no, no. I just, I really don't want to, I don't want to not hit on this idea, uh, before we move on of the shame piece of helping people not feel ashamed because it's literally 
like biological. It's actually scientific. You're not broken. There's nothing wrong with you. A new habit is hard. And there's actually a lot of research behind why that is. Yes. And shame is a, it's a, an emotion that helps us stay a part of a community. So if we go back to the Stone Age times, shame is actually designed to help us stay together, stay wow. in a group. And if you think about it, many hundreds of thousands of years ago, it was imperative that we did that. It helped if we, if we lived in small tribes or bands, it helped us increase the likelihood that we would stay alive longer. Mm. We wouldn't get eaten by a saber-toothed tiger for, for breakfast. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> but of course, now that, that innate human emotional experience has traveled with us through time. <laughs> and so our, our brains are still responding as if we're back in those stone age times. The saber tooth right. tiger is now the <laughs> comment section trolls. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And so I just, I really love that you brought up how it's, and this is where the compassion comes in. I mean, it's okay. Like there is this idea of common humanity where we all experience shame. And it's, it's nothing to be ashamed of, you know, really being able to look at what is this emotion trying to tell me? What is it trying to inform me of? Approaching it with curiosity rather than trying to avoid, rather than trying to distract, will really help you become more in tune with yourself, will help you with increasing your self-awareness, and will ultimately drive your ability to be able to May, be able to take action and make decisions in your business. Holla freaking Luya. All <laughs> the amens. Sheena, this conversation is truly so enlightening and it's going to help so many people. Oh, I'm really grateful that you came on find your magic today. Where can people find you support you? I know you have a 30 minute discovery call that people can take part in. And you also have a freebie. You want to tell a little bit about how people can find you, how they can support you, how you can support them and work with them. Yeah. Thank you, Kelsey. I, they can find me on Instagram, my Instagram handle. Yeah. Handle. <laughs> oh, boy. We're getting there. <laughs> we're getting there. We're forming new habits together. I'm here. That's right. I'm still learning all the, all the technical terms. Um, yes. Instagram handle. Uh, is uh, at Dr. Sheena Sikorsky. So D-R and then Sheena Sikorsky. We'll put that in the show notes below you guys. Awesome. Yeah. And I have, like you said, the 30 minute discovery call. And that's, I do that with every client, even in my therapy practice. I think it's so important to be able to connect with people to make sure that we drive well. Um, it truly, I mean, clients are investing in themselves and I want them to feel like they're making a good investment. And if they, if they're not feeling truly called to work with me or vice versa, I want that to be an open, transparent conversation, no judgment. Um, just, you know, from one entrepreneur to the other, I just, I, I truly do really value the ability to be able to work with people in an authentic space. So absolutely, um, and for them to be able to get the most out of 
the work it's that so we do important. together. It's so yeah. important. And it's, you know, it's a brave step. It's a brave step to contact a psychologist. And it's one that I highly recommend. It's helped my, it's helped me explode my business. I really didn't start truly making the difference that I wanted to make until I got into therapy. And that is no accident. So oh. there's anybody on the fence about thinking about going to therapy, even if things are quote unquote fine, I actually think that's one of the best times <laughs> to go to therapy because that's when you have the, the calm, the emotional space to actually dig a little bit deeper and figure out what it is you want to do. So I can't recommend going to therapy enough. Um, and I know Sheena is a great resource. And if you aren't ready to take that step to book the discovery call. She actually has a great freebie called five tips to boost your confidence as a new entrepreneur. Do you want to tell people where to find that and what is inside of it? Absolutely. Uh, so they can go to the link in my bio and they can click on the link that says download my freebie now. And inside of it, there are uh, five specific tips that are backed by research. So they've been proven by science to be effective at boosting confidence, uh, working to release that self-doubt, release shame uh, that we've been talking about today, show up in their business compassionately. And uh, there's several worksheets in there for them to fill out. Uh, so yeah, I, I've gotten great feedback on it. So many people have said they have found it so helpful. So I love that so I, much. Yeah. Thank you so, so, so much for being here, Sheena. This is such an incredible conversation. I'm actually quite moved. I'm a little choked up. I'm thinking oh, about all of the people who are going to be helped by this, who are going to be moved to take action by this, who are going to be, who are going to finally get out of that loop of maybe, maybe one day, maybe one day, maybe one day and make it day one. So thank you again for being here. This is such a great conversation on find your oh, magic. You're, you're so welcome, Kelsey. I really enjoyed talking to you and you've made me feel so welcome here. So I, I good. Really you are, that. we're all friends here. <laughs> yes. Hug to you. Uh, virtual <laughs> hugs, everybody. Thanks yes. for being here. Yes. Take care. Hey, Magic Maker, if you made it to the end of this episode, it means you're truly committed to inviting more magic into your life. Be sure to rate, review, subscribe, and follow Find Your Magic on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to this stuff. Each review truly means so much to me. Thank you for being here. Now go out there and find your magic.